0: My son got a D-minus in math, so I decided to stop doing his homework.
1: Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway.
0: Did you have a favorite teacher? My son did. A math teacher of all things, Mr. Bob Hill. If you met Bob, you'd shake your head and wonder if he'd be able to control a room of high schoolers. First impressions would tell you that he's a little uncool and that his career in teaching would be just as short as Bob but you'd be wrong. Recently, I received word that Mr. Hill passed away. Thankfully, my close friend and Anglican minister, James Enns, was asked to say something at the funeral. You'll see why the audience applauded when he finished. I asked James for permission to read you his words, and he said, for 20 bucks. And thankfully, he was joking. Here's his tribute. My good friend, Phil Calloway, is fond of exhorting people to live so the preacher won't have to lie at your funeral. We know that Bob Hill lived such a life, and today we don't have to bend the truth to honor him. We mourn the loss of a dear brother, dad, husband, teacher, and colleague by looking forward in hope to the joy of the resurrection. Bob's life was characterized by unswerving commitment to serving Jesus, and to see those he taught develop that same love for Christ. Teaching mathematics was simply his way of doing that. His love for his subject and his enthusiasm for teaching helped students master the intricacies of calculus, but it was always linked to a larger picture, that they would see God in the equations. I was principal of the school Bob taught at, and later he taught math to my daughters. Bob taught me that the cliché is true, never judge a book by its cover. When first introduced to Bob, I looked at him and I thought, this poor little man... The high school students will have him for lunch. They are going to run roughshod over him. His clothes were several fashion cycles out of date. He had a little rubber sock over one of the fingers of his right hand to better hold chalk to write on the blackboard. And he would point stuff out on the board using his middle finger, blithely unaware of the rather unchristian message this represented in the world of pop culture. Students were going to have a field day. I, on the other hand, was more concerned with trying to be the cool teacher. Surely fashionable clothing and being in the know about pop culture would earn the respect of my students. But I discovered something startling. Though we had several math teachers, all the returning students wanted to get in Mr. Hill's section. It baffled me. But I quickly learned that in Bob's diminutive stature, there lived a lion-sized character of instructional intensity, deep knowledge of his subject, and great love for his students. He wanted them to learn math, but even more, to see Jesus in his life. Bob didn't need to be cool or fashionably hip because he had what was ultimately important, Christ in his life, and that is what made him a great teacher. If he were here today, I believe he would want everyone to know that the best news anyone can hear and respond to in repentance and faith is that Jesus died for our sins and was raised to life according to the scriptures so that we can receive forgiveness and be transformed by the power of his resurrection life in us. In time, I came to appreciate Bob's loyalty, his words of support and affirmation. He was feisty. His competitive zeal showed up when he supported our sports teams and sometimes offered correction to officials who, in his view, had trouble with their eyesight. I saw him seek forgiveness when he spoke harshly. So today, we honor Bob Hill and delight in the truth of a life well lived in faithful service to Jesus. Those were James' words at Bob's funeral, and believe me, there was lots of applause. Thank you, James, for allowing me to repeat your stirring tribute and for not charging me 20 bucks. May all of us live like Bob, and when we do, the preacher won't have to lie at our funeral.